Welcome. This is Karen Motokaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. All right, you all, we've said goodbye to 2021 and hello 2022. <laughs> Have you seen that little meme that's been going around on social media? It was, oh no, it's 2022. And everybody's like worried and concerned. We're saying goodbye to 2021 and hello to 2022. I'm not saying Happy New Year. I'm not saying it's going to be great. Who knows what it's going to bring? But I do know what I will be bringing. I'll be bringing resilience, grit, joy, empathy, compassion, tremendous self-care. That's what I'm bringing into 2022. And I hope for you that you will be bringing in yourself and your own strengths and resilience into whatever will unveil for this year to come for all of us. Because despite what's going on worldwide, we all have our ups and downs. And that's what I've been talking about for the last 15 years is it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, where we're going to have these falling down moments and how do we get through them? What do we need? And you're not alone. You're not the only one that's going through it. And so often when we're down, we feel like we're the only ones. We really believe that. So as we say hello to 2022, remember who you are and what you bring. And remember to fill yourself up so you have the strength and resilience to get through the year for whatever it is, for the good things, for the hard things, for all of it. Today, I'm going to talk about embracing what you love. And this is really important because when you embrace what you love, you show us what's important to you. You allow your authenticity to shine versus being vanilla. You bring connection into your life. So let's talk about this. So circle back to the holidays. (laughs) And for those of us that were buying gifts, maybe not everybody's buying gifts and that's okay. But when you're buying gifts, some of you may love to buy gifts. Some of you may hate it. I kind of go between both. And one is buying gifts is it's, I hate it when I'm not quite sure if this is something that they're going to want, or it's not something that I really love and just want to share with people. (laughs) So it depends. But really, I try to make the gifts about them. And so when I know it's something that they love, it's really easy for me to be like, Ooh, let me get them this. And so when we can embrace what we love, and we let others know what we love, gives them information. So for instance, I got back in December, I got a thank you gift card from an Aquamonster family. And it was so exciting because it's my favorite coffee shop. (laughs) So normally people would give, you know, like a Starbucks, a brand name, you know, Starbucks or Pete's kind of the franchise or the, you know, the business that have that brand name. I'm not a brand name coffee drinker. And so those who know me know that my favorite coffee place is this place called Pachimama's. And that's the gift card I got. I was so excited to get this gift card to my favorite coffee shop. 
for me, it was, wow, you know, they found out what I really like, or they, they paid attention to me walking in with my different coffee mug, or maybe they asked somebody, but it was so exciting to have that. Not that it's not exciting to get a gift. It's lovely. And when I know when I'm on the gift giving side of it, it's so much fun to give them something that they are going to enjoy, that they're going to love. So by embracing what you love, you show others what's important to you. And it can be in terms of gift giving. It can be in terms of what are the ways that we can connect with each other? What are the things that you like to do? What are the things I like to do? And it's part of your own unique flavor that allows us to connect, that allows us to dive deeper into something together. Okay. So maybe it's, you both enjoy, you know, different kinds of coffees, or maybe you enjoy teas, or maybe it's certain musics and you want to go to a concert. What is it that you love? Or maybe it's a television show. Like I really loved throughout the pandemic, Ted Lasso, love, love, love Ted Lasso. I wanted everybody to know about Ted Lasso because I just thought it was so fantastic for people to watch and so entertaining. And there's so much great stuff right? I love the work of Brene Brown. I talk about it here on this podcast. I do all the work with my clients. We implement it. I live and breathe it. So people know that that's something that I really believe in. They understand. So when they, they hear something, they think of me, I get pinged, right? Let people know what's really important to you. And when you do this, you're going to allow your own authenticity to shine versus dimming your light or being bland to fit in. And I get it. It's really vulnerable to share what you love. And it can even be embarrassing. I remember years ago, my daughter, who's almost 22, she'll be 22 later on this year. And she was a baby. I didn't have my other daughter yet. And it was like four o'clock in the afternoon and it was just starting to get the bewitching hour. And I didn't watch much TV back then. And I turned on the television. She was in the high chair and I was just at my wits end. I turned on the television and my favorite actress was on the television. I was like, Ooh, and that was Julia Roberts and still to this day. So I was excited and she happened to be on a talk show, something that I hadn't watched since high school. And it was the Oprah Winfrey show. And that was like the little gateway. It was like, oh, and it was fun and it was delightful. And it helped me deal with the, as much as I love parenting, but that four to six hour was so, so hard in the day. And here I was watching the show and it was just fun and delightful. And it was back then I would have called it a guilty pleasure. There's no way now I'd call it a guilty pleasure. It was something that delighted me or was pleasurable and definitely needed. And then that opened the doorway to me watching the Oprah show and watching that. And I remember like not wanting to share it with anybody because I was so embarrassed of, oh, you're one of those people that likes Oprah, right? But I really liked it and I delighted in it. And I, it was something that I look forward to. I created a routine around and putting it into my day. And then of course my family knew about it because they lived with me, but it was something that I didn't share for a long time because I was embarrassed of what would other people think? Because I didn't want to be looked at as foolish or silly or ridiculous. And what I've come to learn is 
I can't win over the haters because I'm not the jackass whisperer. That's from Scott Scranton. I learned that probably 10 years later, but I've come to learn that. And over time, I became more comfortable with just embracing that. I really love the Oprah show. That was a great show. I loved it. I started sharing with other people. We talk about it. You know, my athletes knew, my family knew, my friends knew, and it was something that I enjoyed. And the more that people knew about it, that could be a point of connection. And it was also a way of giving me gifts and not that the shows, it's not about embracing what you love. So people give you what you want, but it sure does make it more helpful when you love things because people will know and they have a better idea of what to get you. And I realize we're afraid to love stuff, not only because of what other people think, but what if other people don't like it? right? There were, while I loved Oprah, there are many people that don't. And so there's a risk of, oh, if I love it and you don't, can we still coexist? Of course we can still coexist. (laughs) Of course we can still be connected. We're just not going to probably talk about what was on the Oprah show the day, right? If you're not a Ted Lasso fan, or if you don't have Apple plus TV and you're not going to watch it, we're going to find other points to connect with. It doesn't mean that I can't own the things that I enjoy. So whether it's books I like to read, things that I love to do, places that I love to go, right? One of the gifts that I've gotten back from having this period of COVID in these last, what, 20 months is bringing me back to music. And that came about with doing the Peloton and, you know, spinning every afternoon. And that was like my grounding time to myself. And it brought me back to music and music has been so profound for me for the last 20 months. It's really given back to me. And there was a long time of my life where I thought, I don't have time for that. I'm really busy. That would be really indulgent. You know, I'll get to that, you know, once I get done with my, my list, right. That Cinderella list of things to do didn't get to it until COVID happened. So I guess that's one of the beauties of COVID for me. But being able to embrace what you love, as well as allow for space of other people don't have to like it, nor do they have to approve of what you love for you to love it enjoy it, love it. If it's something that delights you and is legal and safe, right? It's not doing harm to others and it's not illegal, then embrace it and enjoy it. Because I realize we have this popular or this mainstream cultural programming that we're all supposed to align to everything, right? That's kind of like this fairy tale out there, like, oh, we'll be totally aligned if, and that's actually not true right? There are parts of us that we align with things. And then there are parts that we have difference and that's okay. That's the beauty of our relationships. That's the beauty of each other. We don't have to see everything eye to eye, nor do you need to validate me in order for me to embrace what I love. And when we don't embrace what we love and we don't let our authenticity shine, not only is there, there's the risk of what will others think. There's also the cost of What's our relationship with ourself like? Because when we love something, it's a part of who we are, of the things that bring us joy and delight and that we love, right? And when we don't embrace it, we start to dim our own voice within ourselves. We don't even allow ourselves 
to enjoy the experience. We don't give ourselves that permission to have that space and say, this is what I delight in. Maybe you love to read something, you know, maybe it's a magazine, maybe it's the People magazine, maybe it's the New Yorker, whatever it is that you enjoy and giving yourself that space to enjoy it. Maybe it's that you love to shop. Like I have some friends who love, love, love to shop. And that is fantastic. That is not my dream is just not to shop. I don't enjoy it. I just want all my clothes to magically appear in my closet, <laughs> but that's their thing. And they love, love, love that. It brings them joy and delight. That gives me information about them and what lights them up as well as giving me information for myself of going with them shopping is probably not going to be a fun thing to do. (laughs) So the cost of not letting your authenticity shine is you dim your voice and you tell yourself what you love doesn't matter. And that my friend is the death by a thousand cuts right? Which is that Taylor Swift song, but that death, it doesn't, doesn't cut you that one time, but you keep doing this over time. And that's where people get to the burnout, the exhaustion, the self-hatred, right? And the sabotaging, because we've told ourselves that we don't matter. And then we try to seek external validation that we do. So instead of that, embrace what you love, even if others don't love it. And this allows you to build trust with yourself where you're saying, Hey, what I love matters. I see it. I enjoy it. And I get to develop self-trust within myself. And then from that point, you get to share it with others and some people aren't going to love it. And that's okay. We get to be different. If I really love what I love and I really, really love it in my bones, I'm not going to need your validation that I can love it or your permission that I can love it because I'm a grown adult and I'm giving myself that permission because that's what it feels inside. And that's really important. I think about there's that Julia Roberts movie and I can't remember, I think it was the runaway bride and where Julia Roberts character didn't know, like the, the way she liked her eggs was always dependent upon her fiance. And she didn't know what kind of eggs she liked to have until she had a fiance and then he would like it and then she would like it that way, right? She wasn't embracing what she loved. She was embracing what others love, thinking that that's what she was supposed to do. So that's a really prime example. And what we want to do is embrace what we love. So we know who we are. We are self-aware of what lights us up and what doesn't. And it doesn't mean we're a better person or we're a bad person. It doesn't mean anything. It just gives us clarity of what we love. And it allows us to trust ourselves and give ourselves permission to take up space in our lives. And then finally, the final point is bringing connection. When you allow yourself to own your voice and you give yourself permission to love what you love, regardless of other people's opinions, again, with the preface, the context that it is legal and it is safe, right? your own self-trust grows and you stand with yourself instead of against yourself. You show up for yourself. Your energy changes when you do that. And you'll notice like when you authentically align, your energy changes. Not everybody's going to like it. 
<laughs> it may be easier for them if you like your eggs the way they like them, especially when they're cooking it, because then they don't have to make it a different way, or there doesn't have to be a conversation about how we're going to make eggs today, for example. But when you embrace what you love, there's a presence about you. And what starts to happen is you will over time fill your life up with the right people for you in your life at this time. I've experienced this myself. I've walked many clients through this. And this is what happens when you embrace what you love. When you authentically show up in your life, you start to live in arenas that are more aligned with your values and your priorities than that hustling that you've probably done a huge part of your life. And when you stand with yourself instead of against yourself, you show up for yourself. Like, think about that. How often have you tried to prove your point? I'm raising my hand big. Try to prove your point or try to get other people to see your way versus when you drop down and you stand with yourself and say, this is my experience and allow somebody else to have their own experience. That's okay. When you do this, this is when you really get the opportunity to connect with who you really are and to connect with others. And the reason you're able to connect with others is because it feels much safer to connect with others when they are authentically showing up than when they are pretending to be something else, something that they're not. Think about that. So when you're clear with what you want and don't want, you're able to be much more clear with who you want to connect with and at what level. Here are a couple examples. They're much more shallowy examples, but they were, they're worthwhile. Like when, if you go to a concert, right, people who tend to go to a concert tend to love the artist. That's the band, the musicians that are at the event, right? And there's going to be a range of kind of love it to fanatic fans like the Swifties, right? So there's going to be a range. Not everybody's going to be a Swiftie at a Taylor Swift concert. I wouldn't have been. She's somebody that's come onto more of my radar in the last couple months, but being at a concert. So you're at a concert where people for the most part, love, love, love this musician. And you know, when there's that time in the concert where everybody starts to sing and they're swaying and everybody knows the songs, you're not everybody, but you know, a lot of people do and can pop in the words. There's this connected energy that happens and it's really, really powerful, right? When people stop trying to be cool and fit in and let their authenticity show up and they can play and be themselves. Another example would be going to a sports game. Now in a sports game, there's going to be opponents. There's going to be your team and the opposing team. So you're going to connect with those who are on your team. So if a shot gets made, if it's basketball, you're like, and you're, everybody on your team is going to be like, yes, that's awesome. You know, and if a bad call is made on your team, it's going to be boo. And you're going to connect to oppose the opposing team. There's going to be that connection, Right. The key is, is that whether your team wins or loses, and this is what I think we all need to work on in our society, whether our team wins or loses is at the end of the day, we can come back together, especially if they're family members or friends, because when we embrace what we love, it doesn't mean everybody has to embrace what we love. It means that when we embrace what we love, because it's about our authenticity and we want others to have their own and we can allow space for the differences. So my invitation for you today is to embrace what you love. Listen to what delights you. Own it. 
inside of you. Own it. Give yourself permission to allow yourselves to experience what you love. And when you own it inside of you, when you have that permission, then share it with others. This will let others know who you are and what's important to you, which is authenticity. And it will help clarify who your people are and who are not a good fit for you and how you're not a good fit for them. When you can share what you love with others, you have the opportunity to enjoy the connection. And that's what we all desire at some level to have connection with others. I'm smiling big for you. Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short. They're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway so you can incorporate this into your life because people often want to know, what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so 